Well, here we are. It is time to release the matchups for the... How many years is this now, Daniel? This is the sixth. Sixth annual NA Sports page, Coaches for a Cause Jamboree, hosted and sponsored by Great Bay Community College to benefit New Horizons uh, for New Hampshire Food Pantry and Homeless Shelter. This is like Christmas for basketball fans. You didn't have to wait till December, Dave. You get Christmas before Halloween. It's like when you go to Kmart, or Kmart doesn't exist anymore. When you go to Walmart and you see that they all have all the Christmas stuff out, and uh, you, you Early. get mad about it. But o- only this time, you get happy because it's basketball. Yeah, no blizzards this year. I think we had our once-every-ten-year blizzard, let's hope. So we had to, we had to have two <laughs> games canceled last year. The best last year was when uh, we knew the weather was going to be bad, and Berlin was in the last game, ended up being the last game of the day against Memorial. And I called the coach, Dave Morissette. I'm like, are you guys okay to drive down? He's like, yeah, there's like six to eight inches. That's all, right? Is there more? (laughs) I'm like, no. He's like, it's Berlin. Like, are you joking? That's Tuesday morning. Yeah, that's a dusting. <laughs> so, so last year we 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 were supposed to have Kearsage play Portsmouth and uh, Pelham play Exeter, and those two games got canceled. But um, we're hopeful we're going to get everything this year, and we're excited to have it on the Sea Coast, um, where it snows a lot less um, at Great Bay Sometimes. Community College. So we're excited about that. So there's going to be six games all in one day on December eighth, uh, and you because yes. of the misfortunes Listen. of the UNH football. You know, I'm not done talking. You Please don't, don't interrupt. The misfortunes of the UNH football team, you will be there all day long they, to we, announce every we, basket made we and every kid off four who straight. I think if we beat JMU, we're in the tournament. Yeah. That's all I know. It ain't happening. That's it. It ain't happening. You're probably right. You and know, I don't, I don't like your tone. I don't like how uh, happy listen, you are I, about listen, this. Listen, I root for all the UNH boys, the <laughs> Rizard and, and Knight and all those kids I covered, but uh, I I'm happy to have you back for the Jamboree. Pete does a nice job, does a great job, but... Um, you announcing these kids in your Hulk, Hulkamania voice, uh, famously introducing Connor Walsh, 22 year old at the time. He's yes. now 37. Uh, Connor Walsh of Trinity as the inter- intercontinental champion of the world. Um, I can only imagine what Ari Breakfield's going to be uh, announced as oh, this year. Yeah, because that'll be the last time he appears at the Jamboree. Try I mean, to do it without tears kinda, rolling down. Kind of spoiling cheek. one of the uh, matchups here, but uh, before we dive Shocker. into those. Uh, so it's it's the sixth annual. I, I guess I got a couple of questions for you, and we're gonna make people. It's, it's like the selection show on uh, CBS. We make you wait to see uh, the Eastern Region bracket. Uh, the John Saunders knowing smile. That's right. <laughs> when you see the West bracket, I wish I had a John Saunders voice. Uh, first of all, how did this? Uh, how did you get the idea to, to do this? And I guess second of all, the uh, the question everyone wants to know: uh, How do you go about selecting which teams uh, appear? Because now this is a thing where. You know, there's only there's only six games. Uh, if a team doesn't get picked uh, to appear in the jamboree, they, uh, sometimes they get a little ticked off, yeah. and rightly so. It's something great to aspire to. Yes, and uh, and I appreciate the fact that teams are frustrated if they're not in it. But I, you know, hang in there because we have a lot of new teams every year. I think we got four or five new teams this year. It really started way back when um, the Milford BG controversy. You know, when BG was the best team uh, under Jim McDonald with Sean McClung, Connor Green. Uh, and Milford won back-to-back titles with Michael Laughlin and Jamie Holder and yeah. and, and and Mike Mitchell, and so um, that that was everybody would say who's the truly the best team. So I started as the website grew, and this is the eleventh year. Started kind of I set up scrimmages every year. I'll just have coaches call me and say, hey, like for example, Mike Rathgaber. My friend from Interlakes was like, hey, last year he was like, I need a scrimmage. I set him up with Trevor up at Littleton, and they yeah. played a really good scrimmage. And um, so I just came up. I just love matchups like this. I want to see the best teams from Division One, th- you know, versus the best teams from from the rest of the state. In that first year at Alvern, 
Uh, and we've done it every year since. You know, we had Trinity with Wenyan Gabriel and Carmen Jean Petruzzi and Brad Rhodes and, and Ryan Otis playing against Pembroke with Pat Welch and, uh, and Jordan Williams and Dominic Timbis. And it was unbelievable atmosphere. And that was people saying, you know, this was like a true kind of December state championship game. My favorite game, as you know, because I was sitting next to you, that first year, and it was really what this is about, was Conant yep. playing Manchester Central. Central would go on to go 22-0, win the state championship under Doc Wheeler with the Martin brothers, Brad Hansen, um, and Dawson Dixon. And that Conant team, um, you know, with Hodgson and, and, uh, and, and O'Brien and those guys, they, they hung in there. I remember it was 29, 20, I think, uh, O'Brien. Well, they got down 13 nothing quick, and then, and then came and right. They came back to, like, make it a pretty, pretty I don't good think game. they were down, th- I think they were th- down 13 nothing years later at Pembroke. I don't think they were down 13 nothing. Oh, you nothing might be right. Central. You might yeah. be right. No, they hung I'm in the- there. I remember one time I tweeted out it was 29 27 Central's beating Conant. And I remember just saying, like, this is, I was in heaven. Because I was like, this is what I want. <laughs> this is what I wanted. Right. And Doc, the thing about this jamboree is the coaches p- p- treat this like a regular season game. Doc Wheeler played eight players that night, really seven, yeah. uh, against Saucier. And Saucier played his top seven from Conan. So that's what this is about. How I pick the teams is really I go through two things. The you got to have pedigree, I think, in a lot of cases, or... I'll bring a team that doesn't have a ton of pedigree in if I think it can make a great matchup. And sure. I've done that on a couple. There are a couple teams in this, maybe don't have pedigree the last, and by pedigree I mean Final Four programs the last couple years championship. Or do I think that if I put them in there, I can have like a really intriguing, fun matchup uh, that people are really, really going to get into. And I, I think we've done that. I'm really excited about what we got. And um, I'm going to do a lot, like some promotional stuff to get a lot of students this year and uh I think it's – I'm really happy with how it came out. And every year – I'll, I'll finish it with this. Because remember we had a team from uh, from Boston come down. Remember Hyde Park came to New Mission High School. Remember yes. they played Portsmouth. Yep. Portsmouth ended up going uh, undefeated uh, 22-0 and and beat New Mission by what – beat them by like 15 or 16, beat pretty right? pretty good, yeah. So we that was another, you know, example of – you know, an intriguing matchup. And what we've been able to do is, for example, Kearsage a couple of years ago ended up being the D3 champions. They beat Bedford, who ended up being the D1 runners-up. They right. lost to Portsmouth on the final. Uh, you know, we had Berlin last year, who was a Final Four team playing Manchester Memorial. We've had, you know, the champ- Littleton was the champions of Division Four the year that they played Winniconnet. Winniconnet was a Final Four team. Right. So, so we've been able, we've been really lucky in that... I don't know if it's lucky, but, you know, we, we do put a lot of thought into this, and we've had a lot of, wow, the D3 champ played the D2 champ or, the, or what, what not. What, so hopefully we'll, we'll do that again. But um, I'm excited about these matchups, and I think, uh, you know, it's, it, it's a great event. We do um, video highlights of the whole day. You do your announcing thing. I just go around, like, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies. Cameron McIsaac might say three words to you. Cam McIsaac will be working the door again. He <laughs> loves talking to people, so just please just start chatting him up, uh, and he would he loves that. He he doesn't like it when people walk by and, and don't engage him in, in about a, a ten to fifteen minute conversation. Just <laughs> loves it, loves it. Actually, the longest conversation I've seen him have uh, uh, over the last four months was with Trevor Knight about video games. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to talk? <laughs> yeah, he's an excellent air hockey player that, too, and a very good true. bowler. All right, so uh, has, has, the, time, uh, has yeah. the time come? So what we're going to do here is we're going to unveil each game one at a time, starting with the noon game, and then we're going to uh, 
uh, and talk about each one at a time. So we'll we'll go through it. We're not going to announce them all at once. Let's just start with the the twelve noon game now. Now, normally Dave, uh, he already mentioned Spalding would be in it. Normally Dave puts Spalding in the twelve o'clock spot, which is an insult to me personally. I feel, but that has not happened this year. Your opener, your opening contest for the seventh annual. Yeah, sixth so, annual. Sixth annual. We didn't have one in the last ten minutes. Uh, that's true. Sixth annual. NA Sports page, Coaches for a Cause, Jamboree. The opening matchup is the Bishop Gritton Cardinals <laughs> versus the Messinic Vikings Haley. <laughs> i never even seen a Viking Haley. It's John Langlois and Matt Regan getting it back on again. We got a little, uh, yeah, Messinic is going to be a really fun team. Uh, Sammy, yeah. St- yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, they're, uh, you know, with the, with John Langlois coming back to New Hampshire, yes. they're, they're a, a trendy pick right now for uh, at least a Final Four. John, John's going to have three weeks. He's very excited to be in the Jamboree. He's going to have three weeks to get ready for BG. He's going to throw a defense that UNLV <laughs> threw at San Diego State in the 1991 Big West Conference wow. semifinal. What? what? <laughs> that's, that's what he's going to throw. He'll have some defense for BG. And Reed Regan's going to be sitting there like, we've only been practicing three nights. So they've got a uh, they've got a fun team. Sammy Stoffenecker, I think, is going to have a breakout year as a junior. Like the kids take the biggest leap between sophomore and junior year. Yep. So I think Sammy's going to be great. Uh, Jake Zena is a good little defender for those guys. Zach Barthol is a kid I like a lot for them. He's a six three kid. Uh, they got a kid. They got they, they got a bunch of different guys back from that team. They lost Drew Drew Rines and DJ Turner, who were kind of backcourt defensive oriented guards. Tough kids for them, but they return every other guy on their team. They lost last year in the first round. Jim Silly and the Belmont Red Raiders mm-hmm. went in there and shocked them in round nine. It shocked them. That was a good Belmont team. But they beat them in round one. So Messinic is going to be in that this year against BG, and BG's been playing a ton. They're very young. So the story with BG last year is they didn't make the tournament, but their JV team was just laying it on people. Like, they you know, hung a bit of they, were the, they were the Alabama of <laughs> Division One JV. Uh, but he's got uh, he's got a really good crew over there. Austin Hisco is a good wide receiver as well. Uh, Joey De Silva. Sam Mullet is a kid that I hear a lot from other coaches. They really right, like him. Andrew Rica. They got uh, also a... Uh, a players locker room member, uh, Kyle Baker, uh, over there as well, and Lucas Baker. So um, that's a fun team, and uh, I-, I think it's going to be a really fun opening game to see those guys but get back at it. Should Sam Mullet have to grow a mullet between now and the – he's got two months. You know, I wonder if really- Sam Mullet knows what a mullet is. Of course, kids know what mullets are. They just don't, they do? They don't, they don't have them. They mock us for it? I think mullets are actually kind of making a little bit of a comeback. They're having a little bit of a moment. Don't tease me. You got Mike Riley, the coach of uh, Oklahoma State there. <laughs> yeah. He's got a mullet. I, I was just recently at a wedding with a bunch of wrestler guys, and uh, Chase Del Monte had a mullet. So I think they're having a little bit of a moment here, Dave. I don't think it ever went away for wrestlers, to be fair. You can grow one back, right? Uh, I, yeah, but I don't have enough on top to kind of that's, support that's it fine. in the back. No, that's fine. They did famously once. I took the ball out of bounds at Mass Goldman once my junior year, and they said, <laughs> and it was quiet, and somebody said, I guess the Baba shop in Guilford was closed. <laughs> they loved it. Good grief. All right. Are you are you doing the second matchup? The the one thirty matchup. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. I got a correction for you. All right. You can read it. What do you have there? Oh no! Uh oh, I've just been handed a piece of paper. And on this piece of paper it says one thirty. The Spalding Red Raiders, America's team this year, takes on 
The Guilford Golden Eagles. So what are you doing to our friendship? <laughs> what are you doing? Why? Bring it. Bring it. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. As Sam Natty said, America needs Spalding Guilford. <laughs> I am providing it. Bring it. Wow. Greg Medora, Adrian Saravo, bring it. Corey Weston, my boy, we'll be there. Let's go. Let's go. That's fine. Do you know who you don't have on the Guilford Golden Eagles? Sorry. Uh, one one uh, one player in the state. He has size. I don't know, twenty eight feet at this point. He's, he's always had those big he's feet. He's still yeah. growing. He's six foot seven. He, he's been dunking since he was a freshman. He's not six seven. Ari freaking Breakfield. <laughs> He's not walking through that door for the Guilford Golden Eagles. I'll tell you right now, if you, I'm being dead serious to you, if you get it so Ari's staring me down every time he scores in this jamboree, I don't, I don't want it. I don't have to tell him anymore. He just does. <laughs> I he love just, Ari. He just knows. By the way, if you think. Might be for, my preseason player of the year. For, if you think for one second Guilford's not getting the. And now introducing a. No, you have to. The, no. Oh, no, no, no. This is the car you bought. I'm sorry. And I'll apologize no. to the Guilford Golden Eagles, but. That's happening. They're coming. They're getting the, the visiting the, team. The work I had to go through <laughs> to get this to happen. Shout out to Dan Sylvester at Franklin for helping this, and Rick Acalano, the AD at Guilford. They were uh, huge in getting this to happen. Uh, but no, I am. F- Aren't they playing like the night before or something like that, or no? No, they no, okay. moved their opener. Okay. <laughs> and I kept this. So I kept this information <laughs> from you, didn't I? Right? You had no idea. No, I, you, I, you 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 said before you announced this, and you handed me a new piece of paper. I, look at first of all to get you to print something out is amazing. To get you to print two different things. Prep Laflamme made me buy a printer. It's <laughs> that's a miracle. Wow, that's that's gonna. So t- this is happening. This is why I was like, I knew this was happening for months, and I'm like, you can't have Ari against Guilford and Greg Medora, my boy Saravo. You can't have it, and you're not there. You know, in somewhere in the in, in the middle of the Dakotas, calling a UNH game. So that's why I was like, <laughs> oh, we so got to get McIsaac. You waited until we were kind of eliminated from the playoffs, is, is what you're saying? I made it happen. <laughs> dreams, <laughs> Look at you. Dreams came through. Like Billy on the street, dreams come true. I'm not going to say who got bumped, but they, they, they'll, be, they'll be mad about they that. They never were asked. I just faked that. That team okay. was never in it. Look at you. Wow. Subterfuge. My Guilford Golden Eagles. How do you feel about this? We're finally getting it on. Are you, other than, than maybe uh, Boise and Notre Dame playing in a bowl game, this will be the biggest test of our friendship in history. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's a bigger test of me and our. Relationship, well, but that, yes, that doesn't exist as of right now. Oh, that's not nice. Wait till I, I mean, as soon as we get to this podcast, I know he's in school. I'm going to text him, be like, "Listen, game face starting right now." And it'll it'll be on. I don't want any stare downs from you, Ari. That'll be pointing a lot of at fun. me. By the way, Shane Hudson, by the way, it, it, it is going to take my job one of these days. Love him, Shane, Shane, Shane Hudson and Jay Manzi. He and Jay Manzi, yeah, they're yeah. terrific. At, well, they, well, they can call when they're free. They can at, call games for the same time they want. Athletonology, I, I think, is what they call. You know them. what we should do is they we play don't have so, a name like that. so they play at one thirty. Yeah. Um, Let's we'll see if we can hire him to do a couple of the afternoon games. For the oh, January. there we go. Yeah, we can have him do like, uh, like the highlights because we do the highlight package and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Look at that breaking news right here on the podcast. Yeah, I, I'll pay them pizza. How about that? There you go. Then where they pizza keep their amateur status, uh, I think. I don't know. All now, right. the next game you said might be the game, the 3 o'clock game. You, I'll let you announce it, but you said this might be the game you're most excited about. Well, until you said Spalding Guilford, yes. <laughs> but just because based on the disparity of, uh, of the first of all, the distance the schools are apart. 
Uh, you know, the, the, when you think of the two areas, they're they're vastly different. Uh, Portsmouth and White Mountains at three o'clock. They play all the time, don't they? Have they ever played in any sport <laughs> ever? I, mean, I guarantee you, guarantee you, if you go to a Portsmouth practice and you say what town, <laughs> you hold a hundred dollar bill or like you know a lifetime credit for Fortnite or whatever the hell they want, yeah. and you say where. Is White Mountains Regional High School? Not one kid on that team will be able to tell you, and no, not anywhere close. The answer is Whitefield, New Hampshire. It is in Whitefield, right outside of just Lancaster. Just so you know. Now you know. I know. I drive. drive not you. There. Been there. Listening. Talking right. to the My audience. My Mike Curtis. Hundreds of people, thousands of people are going to listen to this. So that's going to be interesting. Port, uh, Portsmouth with a with a new coach John Mulvey, and uh, they're going to have to reload after the last few. Let's talk about that, by the way. No more, no more Jim Mulvey roaming the sidelines for us. I'm I, sure he'll be in the stands. And, I have uh, a feeling. And give it. You, you got to get Jim Mulvey to do color for one of these games. Oh, I don't think that would go well <laughs> at all. I don't think that would go well at all. But let's, let's talk about White Mountains. So they're a team that upset Conant last year. They're big. Uh, Zeke Pribbenow is six foot five, senior center for them. Uh, they got Braxton Brown, a uh, really good player for them. Griffin Crane, who's just like a six three, super athletic kid. Um, and th- they've got uh, Jack Curtis, who's their point guard, who's Mike's son, who really came on last year, had a good season. Um, they're solid. I mean, they you know Hunter McLeod is six foot four for them. Garrett Lachance. So they've got size. Uh, they've been playing together all summer. There's a lot of baseball players, as you know. You, they won the baseball championship. Yep. We covered that game against Summersworth. So multi-sport fun, athletes, which we like. And Mike's a really good coach, and he's going to scheme. He, like John Langlois, is going to scheme up a whole bunch of stuff for Portsmouth. With Portsmouth, we don't know exactly who's going to be there that right. day. Alex Tavares is in a situation where he's suspended, I believe, for the first five games of the season. It's been reduced from a longer suspension from that. Um, we're hoping, Alex, that won't count towards his suspension, the Jamboree. So he should be able to play against White Mountains. Um, I believe he should be able to. Okay. Um, you know, if, I don't know what his practice restrictions are, but I believe he was just suspended for the games. But uh, Cal Hewitt, our buddy Cal Hewitt, yep. uh, heck of a baseball player, he's going to be back. But that's it. I mean, really, they've got a lot of young guys after that, Portsmouth does, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a new-look team. They had a good JV team, and that's a really good system. And maybe so. somebody can break out of there uh, oh, you yeah. know, that, that you haven't uh, had not taken notice Jake of Jake Booten, I think, is the kid who's the quarterback. I think yep. he's a good little player. Um, but Cody Graham is at Ball State working his butt off to be a walk-on quarterback for Ball State. He's got a tryout in November with a football team. So he's not walking through that door. Uh, Joseph Glenn is at UMass Lowell. Uh, and Christian Pete is playing football for UNH. So uh, it's a whole new look Portsmouth team. And I thought that would be a really fun game to put at 3 o'clock, yeah. like that middle game there in the afternoon. I think that's going to be a blast. And by the way, I'm already, you know, I do have connections with the North Country. I don't know if you knew that. Do you, do you like the North Country? Is that a thing you, you, you're I, into? No, I don't like the North Country. I love the North <laughs> Country. Um, they're coming. They are coming down. Really? They're, they're, they're telling me they're bringing the Hoosiers. That's you like know. a three-hour drive. I know. They're going to bring it. All right. This is White Mountains versus Portsmouth. So I think this is going to be a really fun 3 o'clock game. No, that, that, that should be a ton of fun. So a lot of D3 in the early part of the schedule. So to recap, if you're just joining us, it's a podcast. Why are you just joining us? Yeah, it would be weird if you fast-forward. You missed McIsaac screaming, so right. just rewind a little bit. Yeah, you can't hear that anytime. Uh, so 12 o'clock, BG Messenic. Uh, 1.30, Spalding and Guilford. 3 o'clock, <laughs> Portsmouth and White Mountains. We get out of the D3 opponents for D1, and then this one looks a little tasty, too. Uh, 4.30, this is- Al- Alvern versus Oyster River. Oyster River, the surprise runner-up in D2 last year. Yeah, this is uh, just shooters everywhere for this one. Yeah. Marty Edwards <laughs> against Lauren Lucas. This is gonna be this will be like a, a kind of a high scoring game. You know, Ryan Weston, 
uh, Paul Manzi, who's a six four junior for Alvern. They've had they're another team that's had a really good um, fall ball league uh, under Marty Brown. And uh, they're a lot of fun team. They they were in it last year. I almost had to make this up. They're, they're going to be a top team. But I had to make it up to them because last year when Rob Fossey of the eventual Division Three champion Summersworth, Hilltoppers, walked in with uh, with Brighton early limping yep. with, a, with basically a, a cast on. And then Evan Gray, nowhere to be found. Right. And basically it was like that three-on-two, two-on-one drill that you run in high school. That's basically <laughs> what Alvin did to Summersworth last year. Um, so this time they're going to get a really good game at 4.30. And you t- talk about Oyster River. They got a lot back from the team that went all the way to the finals. Kyle Landrigan, uh, 6-3 forward for there. You know, Joe Morrill, the man bun. We're going to have two it's man buns in the same building. Man bun season. Man bun Are you wearing a man bun that day? No, I, who's the other man bun? I can't pull him up. Ari. No, Ari hasn't had a man bun in two years. This is why he loves me and just tolerates you. He had a man bun at the beginning of last year, his didn't he? sophomore year, he had a man bun. He did not have one at all the in his junior year. Blending together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, so those guys are going to be back as long, uh, along with uh, hero of the uh, the semifinal win, Max Lewis, who is a four year star for them. So Joe Morrill, Kyle Landrigan, and Max Lewis, and our buddy Lauren Lucas against yep. Marty Brown. First time Oyster River's been in the Jamboree. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, that's true. Yeah, they've been uh, down a little bit, but not last year. Last year. Uh, they had that place rocking, and rightly so. And hopefully, they bring if they bring a third as many people to the Jamboree as they brought to Durham, uh, the, <laughs> we won't have any more room in the uh, Great Bay Community College gym. Dan Judge is another kid for them who I think will start at center for them. Um, they'll bring a lot. Of, I mean, we're going to do a promo. I don't want to name the business because I got to make sure they say yes. But I think we're going to do a <laughs> promo uh, to get a ton of students in there and have a lot of fun. And I was just over at Great Bay with Allison and um, and Mike Fisher, all our friends over at Great Bay, and uh, they can hold about 500, 600 people in the gym. And I, I'd like to see us try to get to capacity, at, you know, because people are in and out. I mean, right. over the course of the day, we'll have way more. And by the way, people. what's the cost, and how many games does that get you? It's five dollars for all day long. Yeah, I mean all so do you, day. Do you want to go see six awesome basketball games for yeah. less than a dollar per game? Yeah. Well, we got something for you. Then. Yeah. How about that? And you get to listen, and you—you you are a. I gotta say, man, <laughs> you are a soldier in this thing. I mean, by the last game, we're like, at Arsenal, three point. Yeah, yeah but like, yeah, I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm looking for—I'm looking for the tavern by the last game. So yeah, we'll be right down Buffalo Warriors right down the street. I think there'll be a few coaches to go with us. So I'm excited <laughs> about this one. I think Alvern and Oyster River. I think Oyster River is top four. In Division Two, no question. Going into the season, Alvin's probably like a top six, top five team in Division One. So this is another really, really good game. Right on. And it sets up, I'll cue you up here, the kind of the marquee. You're going about to announce the 6 o'clock game, which is the marquee game of the day. You feel this is the marquee game of the game, even more than Spalding-Guilford. Okay. Oh, for uh, you and I, the marquee game is <laughs> at one thirty. Yeah, this should be a fun one. Uh, so a couple of uh, teams that made the Final Four in their respective divisions last year. Uh, the Exeter Bluehawks and the Pembroke Spartans, and probably a couple of teams that will be uh, among the favorites in their divisions this year, right? I, they, that could be – uh, I would go out on a limb now and say that might be the two preseason number ones right there. Really? Yeah, absolutely. So Exeter's loaded uh, with talent. Um, starts with uh, with my man, five-year contract, uh, Josh Morissette. Hasn't worked out so Who's far. a sophomore – <laughs> Listen, we had a shot to beat you. We had three shots in the last 45 seconds to beat you. I'm still, I'm still not over that yet. Um, they got Ethan and Bimbo back. Uh, Max Rose. A kid I'm really, really high on, Kevin Henry. He's going to be a senior. Henry. Henry. Hey, <laughs> where you been? Uh, Ryan Grijalva. Uh, and so they, and, and uh, you know, Jake Ross is a good player for them. So they've got a bunch. They're just loaded and deep. And, 
they were sort of in the uh, the summer leagues, just sort of like he was ISOing. Jeff Holmes was just ISOing guys, and they were just going you know one on one with guys that just crushing people. Right. They are a loaded, loaded team. And then Pembroke, uh, my buddy Rich Otis, uh, who lost that classic to Oyster River last year. Yeah. They're going to be really good. Noah Cummings might be the best point guard in the state of New Hampshire, uh, regardless of the division. He is really, really good. They did lose Jake Sherman. I was going to say, Sherman graduated. Right, right, but they get Sean Menard back. Yep. Um, uh, Shea Shackford was a kid who was like a role player for them who I think will step up. Um, and they got, they've got they looked really, really good. People have been like, Pembroke looks really, really good. They can shoot it really well. I think Cummings is going to have a breakout year at point guard. I think this is the year he scores 20 points a game. Menard, we know, can do that. Yeah. So they got two kids who can score 20, 25 points. And, um, you know, I think Pembroke's probably your, your your number one. I never know until I talk to everybody and I write my 7,000-word previews, but they're a really, really good basketball team. So that's really a marquee game at 6 yeah. o'clock. That's a big time That matchup. was a fun Pembroke team last year. I, ha- yeah. I hated to see somebody lose that game against Oyster River because yeah. it was, A, it was a classic, and B, they were both really fun teams. So. They hit so many big shots, too. Yeah. Jake Sherman had that huge three. Yeah, and neither one of those teams like shirked away from it being at UNH. Oh, uh, Noah Cummings hit that pull up on the ISO. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that was that was a lot of fun. It was nearly the game winner. So, um, so yeah, I think that's that. I I like to try to put the marquee. Last year it was uh, Kearsage Portsmouth in that six o'clock. Yep. And this year, you know, we got Pembroke and Exeter, so I feel really good about that one. And the other thing I should mention is we're very lucky. The only team I've ever asked to be in this jamboree. Who didn't come was Pinkerton because yep. they have a all day with Massachusetts teams uh, on that Saturday. So they oh, didn't. Okay. Peter Rosinski didn't say no. This one they had Geo Baker right. and Rizzo and um, I tried to get them in two years, but they just couldn't reschedule. But we've never had a team say no. Like we're not interested, which is I, you know, yep. which is really humbling. Like that's. That's terrific, and uh, like I said, coaches get kind of upset they're not in it, but just hang in there. Good programs are going right. to get in this thing. We love having new teams every and year. And by the way, we do want to mention that we we wanted to have like a, a featured girls game this year, mm-hmm. but they, they start their season, and they're just not able to, you yeah. know, when they start their season the week before, and they're just not able to reschedule it so that I, they can do this. I want to have five boys games and one girls game. Yeah. Um, and yeah. have, you know, like maybe Bedford play Lebanon or something like that. I don't yeah. you know, whatever. And um, we just couldn't make it happen. No, this year. we couldn't make it happen. Just, so we got to figure sucks, something but, yeah. out. But it's not that we um, um, we're, we're working to to continue to build our coverage of girls basketball this year, and I think it will. Every year, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, yeah. and it's like um, it's like my golf game. I get two strokes better every year, which is not very. That's not big actually what happens. No, but that's it, I, I've I've risen <laughs> risen after 15 years of golf. I've risen to mediocrity, so. <laughs> Nice job. It's been a long, slow climb. So All right. Last but, cer- more game. last but certainly not least, you have uh, the Winnicott at Warriors, who should be uh, one of the uh, one of the favorites in Division One. Seacoast representing. Uh, taking on, I know he's not the coach anymore, but I'm still going to do, it, do it, it anyway. The Pelham Python, really, my <laughs> former team. The cupboard is not bare. I haven't been here for three years, but my influence is still there. <laughs> Mike Larson, uh, uh, one of my buddies, does a, a great job, and they've had another. You know, they got Derek Crowley, Blake Wokel. Um, they lost Drew Brown, who is at prep school. He went to Bradford Christian, um, but they've got a um, a good team over there. They're really tough defensive wise, and I think. Last year, the chemistry with that team was never quite right, and um, I'm hearing good things about them, both from Mike and both from people that play against Pelham. They're always just like a really tough team. And then with Winnicott, it starts with Ben Allen and Jack Shockey. I sure. mean, those guys are like 
first team all state caliber. Not a lot of teams have a six five point guard. No. Ben Allen's a great kid too. Like yeah. he's just one of those kids that he's a natural leader and he's just a good kid. He's a really good player. He's gonna play college someplace, as is Jack. Jack's a really good kid as well. And um you know, the thing with Jack Shock, he's just gonna be foul trouble. I've saw too many times. Jen did a um Jen does videos for people that want to have uh, recruiting videos for their kids, so she did one for the Allens, yeah. and she was watching, you know, tons of Winnicott film sure. to do it, and she was just like, "Oh my God, some of the stuff called on Jack Shockey. Like if he coughs, it's like three yeah. kids fall down." And so I, I, I get frustrated with the officiating of big guys. I saw Taylor Matos, same thing. I saw Taylor Matos against. Cole Brown, and it was like bowl, you know, it was like bowling pins going down. If he moved his left toe, yeah, there's not a lot of big guys in New Hampshire. No, you know and I mean? they get called for some ridiculous stuff. Um, so I think that's going to be a key for Jack Shockey is figuring out how to like you know work within the rules and at the same time like still be a huge presence down low. But they they need to find you know a shooter. They lost a lot. They lost Maddie friggin' Doyle. I mean, yeah. And Zach Waterhouse. Yep. That's uh, a lot of. Uh, so they lost a kid who could score 20 a game and a kid who dives after every loose ball. That's right. And comes up <laughs> with it. So, uh, going to miss Matty Friggin Doyle. You never know who's going to come out, who's going to be like a John Zavala all star. It's a new season. But so those, uh, maybe recap the six games, but I'm, I'm really excited about the matchups. I hope people are really excited to get over there and watch them. All right. So to recap, five bucks gets you all these games at Great Bay Community and it College. Goes to, and money's going to charity. That's oh, right. I want to say before you, this is really important. The officials that do the game, uh, I'm going to be talking to Dennis Orway, Steve Rossetti, and those guys who schedule them. These officials give their time. Uh, for free. Uh, they volunteer it because it's for such a good cause. And right. it's, it's to them a really great event. So um, this year I'm going to have a program made. Every team's going to have a sponsor with the logo and our program. And I'm going to name every official that's going to be doing work in the game because I want to thank those guys, you know, publicly because it's really cool. We got great officials coming over and working yeah. those games. Hopefully we'll get our buddies on the Seacoast now that it's at Great Bay with, you know, Kevin Semprini and all those guys. Yeah. So, um, um, we really appreciate that as well. So there's a lot of work that goes into this event, and it's appreciated. All right, yeah. So uh, 12 o'clock, and remember, five bucks, six games. It goes to uh, New Horizons uh, for New Hampshire. Uh, 12 o'clock, BG, Bishop Gritton, BG and uh, Masidic, uh, 130. Uh, the war to settle the score. Spalding versus Guilford. Bring a helmet to that one. You know what? We, we should be forced. I'll have to be at the table, but you should have to like sit somewhere uh, just it'd be better for everyone, especially you and I, if we were kept apart during that game. I think I get to scream when Adrian Saravo dunks on you. I want to make sure that I yeah, get to I, announce. I it. can show you some film of Adrian Saravo being dunked on last year. If you I don't want, believe it's during true. the Seacoast tournament. But anyway, uh, so Good that news. that game, just bring a helmet for that one. Three o'clock, Portsmouth and White Mountains. Uh, Four thirty, Alvern and Oyster River. Six o'clock, Exeter versus Pembroke in the game. Uh, uh, Dave is saying is the marquee attraction, and then seven thirty, Winnicott versus. Pelham, that is a great day of hoops. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So I'm really excited about this. This is one of our favorite days of the year. And uh, like I said, Jen and Nicole Marrero will be doing video all day long. We'll, we'll splash in some interviews, like quick interviews with the kids. We'll have a highlight. So um, as you're listening to this podcast, uh, Jen produced a hype video that you can watch right now uh, from all of our years back. We've had some unbelievable games and you know, we could do a greatest games from the Jamboree. Like, so I, I still remember Sunapi, like, going to golf, you know, playing Golfstown sure. all the way to would, Isaiah Chappelle and, and Matt Tenney. What and, was it the second year? Who did Berlin play the second year where there was almost like a fight? BG. BG? Yeah. <laughs> Le- <laughs> Levi Arsenal carried one of the BG forwards and deposited him at midcourt. 
And I was like, Whoa. And the big the BG kid was a big kid, and he took one look at Levi Arsenal. And he's like, I don't think nah, I want any part I think of this. He punches kid. down trees. Yep, that's what happens in Berlin. He does punch down trees, <laughs> and uh, no. So we've had some really really fun. You remember Keith Brown scoring forty two points against Central? Yeah, and Doc Wheeler said, "I thought I told you guys he can shoot." And his kids were like, oh. "One of the fun <laughs> things is we mic up a lot of these coaches." One year we mic'd up Sean Young and uh, Keith Maddie. I remember Rob McLaughlin uh, when Salem played Epping and Division Four Epping had him in the last minute. Rob McLaughlin's yep. like, "Oh my God, what are you doing to me?" <laughs> I remember Lebanon <laughs> and Winnicunit going to overtime. Ryan Milliken hitting a huge three late in that game. That was when KJ Maddie got hurt. If you remember that game, right, yeah. which sucked. But um, and I remember afterwards interviewing Logan Keane and Zach Waterhouse, and they were both like, "Coach McKenna's like drawing up out of bounds." We're like. We got like two practices this year because <laughs> the D one kids start that Monday right. and the lower schools start like two weeks earlier. Which so is, that which that's why you have such better games. Listen, if Guilford plays Spalding in the middle of the season, Spalding right. is going to run them out of the gym. I know this, um, but the idea is like these kids have three weeks to get ready for it, and uh, you know the the D one kids are still finding their legs. So um, we I could go through a million of those, you know, of great moments in the event, great games we've had, and uh, so it's really exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All right, we hope to see you there. Uh, and uh, again, it's at uh, Great Bay Community College, which is on the Peas Trade Port. Make sure you get there. Uh, first game tips off at noon. Five bucks for six games. It all goes to a great cause. Uh, New Horizons for New Hampshire, a homeless shelter, and pantries. Our thanks to Great Bay. And who else, Dave? Great Bay. And just know we're excited. And, and really, Kevin Bonney and the team of volunteers that like, put this together. So it takes a lot of people to bring this thing together. But it's going to be fun. Get out there. It's, the be- it's, the, it's really the opening it's the opening of, of the basketball season, and, and that's how a lot of people treat it, and uh, they should. This is You're going to get 12 teams. They're all going to be Final Four-worthy teams in their divisions this year, so you can only see it in one spot all year long. This is it. All right, there you have it. We hope to see you there.